You're listening to Life in the Faust Lane with Jared and Mary Faust. We are a brother-sister duo here to talk about everything from our opposing political views to Grandma's cornbread and everything in between. Hello. Hello. We are here. We are queer. Get <laughs> used to it, my dear. I just wrote that right now. Oh, I actually like that. I had some. Uh, some That's some what nice I sing to, to Warren when I'm trying to get him. So ridiculous. <laughs> Confuse um, the core about his parents. <laughs> <laughs> to the core. Uh, he might actually be confused to the core. It's repeating the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you for tuning in. Um, we're here together as a duo again. Mm-hmm. No guest star, just the uh the OGs, the OGs of the uh of the PCs and the uh and the and BCs the in the eighties. And the PCP. <laughs> uh so anyways, so yeah, so just, we're going to, this is now part two of my short segment I posted. Too much. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sound like a video game. <laughs> too much. Too much. Uh, we're going to touch back on that um, thought of, am I too much? Um, and I think today's a good day for you and I to chat about it, considering kind of the morning chat we had. Right, which makes me question. Like, we need to just shut this pod down. Nobody wants to, you know, hear you and I banter for you know endless hours. But um, you know, you know, that's it's, like, too much. it's like from it's like from the movie Hook, the Bangerang, right? Rufio, you know. <sighs> It, none of that makes sense. Um, I was trying so hard to follow along. Like, yes, yes, yes. Is he gonna get you know, to the when food they have fight? the imaginary food fight, you know, the and uh, and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, and I think just how we were kind of talking earlier, you know, it's it's like a paradox syndrome. It's the it's the, and I think Mary just she phrased it beautifully it's like you know you're around people and then you you start getting that feeling like oh i'm too much which makes you not want to be around people which in turn makes you feel like i'm not good enough yeah and so it's catch 22 of like are you are you not enough or are you too much yeah or are we all really honestly just right there in the middle at all times and we're just mistaking I think it's that, and it's also the hypersensitivity of the current world. No, but I mean, we felt this our entire lives, obviously. But I feel like it's coming to like a boiling point because it's like, you know, I feel like everyone feels everybody is too much or not good enough all the freaking time. Yeah, we're all judging <laughs> each nobody other. Is, nobody is just existing if that makes any sense. No, oh, I'm one of those people. I don't think you should just exist. That's kind of a bleak existence, but you know, you're just existing with in like a peaceful way. Yeah. If you're existing in a peaceful way while, while also contributing to the greater good of the world, then I think that you're the, you found that recipe, yeah. that secret recipe for success where you can, you can just be yourself and like love yourself. And also, you know, at the same time, whether it be through 
through word or through actions, you're also giving back to the, to the greater society as far as, you know, wisdom or whatever. So, but like that feeling of too much, man, talk about a feeling I feel probably even more than the not enough because, or maybe it's, I feel it so much, which, which in turn makes me also feel the not good enough thing. So it's kind of a, it's part back to that paradox and it's the, you know, my whole thing from my political stance is, well, that definitely makes me feel like I'm too much, um, especially, mm -hmm. you know, right now. And then on top of that, just sometimes I think I have that defense mechanism when even when people are trying to be very serious, the need to have to pepper in humor. Yeah, I've had I've had people kind of be like, oh, you're too much. Speaking of too much. Did I just hear war bore in the back? Yeah, you know. You don't you do it, Warren? You <laughs> experienced this. Let me turn his sound machine off. Sorry, everybody. Oh, my just so I don't. Oh no, his sound machine. I thought you were like. Let me turn the baby monitor off real quick so I don't have uh, don't to. Don't uh, it. <laughs> no. Distracted. <laughs> no, Warren's just gonna be here for this episode. Yeah, Warren's gonna be chilling in the background. You got a problem no. with it? You want to fight? <laughs> um, if you've seen how cute he is, nobody would have a problem with him. Nobody. Nobody on earth. For the first time, I saw a little bit of, like, myself in Warren. Yes, he is starting to show little facial, yeah, some, he Faust, made a little... some Faust oh, facial features. I'm acting like I cracked the code on that. You're actually the one that, uh, yes, I, I think, pointed that. it out to me. But, uh, yeah, the being, the being too much, you know, it's... Uh, I don't want my children to ever feel that way. Oh, hell to no, like, you know. Like, be you, even if it's, like, but you loud know how, and proud and... But, but you know how there are those good lord? I just found bottle cap candy on the ground. It's a good fucking day, everybody. Unopened? I don't, I don't care if it's poisoned. Yeah, it's unopened. All oh, I know is God it's bottle cap And I'm going to take the gamble and eat this ground candy. And uh, <laughs> If it's in a wrapper... And a wrapper, and everyone knows if you find the root beer flavored or the grape soda flavored bottle cap, you're in the you're in the makings for some sweet, sweet times. This is a sign for our podcast. What bottle caps? Well, just like you found a like, ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece not of just candy. a piece. Of, <laughs> ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Freaking James Woods. I love him, by the way. Um, oh wait, I do need to point out in our ghost episode you said you were trying to think of jennifer love hewitt but you said like jessica Beal, uh, alba jessica alba. alba and then i was like "Ooh, the jessicas that doesn't make any sense you said jennifer love hewitt anyway sometimes <laughs> i just wonder like both you know of our brains are broken oh oh they're so broken um but they've been glued back together with some pretty miraculous. Uh, <laughs> mine's tape. like, yeah, mine's got like maybe not gorilla glue, but like Elmer's glue. Elmer's glue, which shout out who all used to put Elmer's glue completely on their hand and then wait for it to dry and peel off that like hand glove or do it to their face. I was about to tell that story. Thanks for stealing the thunder. Oh, shit. I kind of want to do it now. I know I do, too. And we can you know, probably get, like, cool glittered Elmer's glue these days. Elmer's, if you're listening, sponsor us. <laughs> you know, we uh, considered naming Warren Elmer. Did you? Yes. That's a pretty cool name. That it's so old school. Name. I know, because I was, Elmer. like, a cute old man. Yes. I felt like you had a couple of contenders that were pretty righteous. Like, wasn't wasn't uh, uh, Milo one of them? I, probably at some point. Or was Otis? 
<laughs> yeah, what it was, Otis. That's right. Magruder. <laughs> okay, back to the topic at hand here. So, <laughs> well, you know, well, something else too, and I brought it up before. I know for me, and this is why I made an active decision to 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 age a stop. I've always been too much on the sauce. <laughs> on the old alcohol. You know, some people tell me stories from parties like, dude, you were freaking hilarious. Like back in the day, I think it started off cute and funny. And and through my own bitterness and resentments and frustrations, the older I got, that started to manifest when I got liquored up. Because back in the day, people would tell me stories like, dude, you were so blacked out drunk. You put on a uh, a bathing robe and then you pretended to be Rocky Balboa and you were picking a fight with an inanimate object and it was hilarious. <laughs> well, and- that's interesting that you say that because, you know, John is so, oh, yeah. and like he has taught me through his years in AA and recovery that for people who are true alcoholics, it's not, it's, it's an actual physical allergy to alcohol that when they take that first Maybe drink, they have to keep drinking and basically until they black out, like it's like a physical reaction. Are you, do you think that like, that's what you have? Uh, Every part of my brain will always like to argue like, nah, you don't fit into that mold, but nope, that pretty much sums it up 110% because like any, I would feel rational human being. You get to that point in the drinking game where you're feeling just right you know what i'm talking about like you feel it around the edges things don't really they're not as intense you're a little bit giggly but then you know my brain is like this this feels nice this feels nice but what if you know i take it up mm, a thousand percent and then you wind up where you are drinking an old bottle of perfume or you are, you <laughs> well, know. That, so I feel like we're going to have to have an upcoming episode where John visits again because that's such an interesting oh. topic to me. Of yes. Like the because... physical, the actual physical allergy of it can help people to understand like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just alcohol and you don't jive. Exactly, exactly. You know, like uh, one of oh, sorry, everybody. You know, (laughs) as I'm drinking right now, (laughs) (laughs) pull a Ted Kennedy. I, uh, um, but uh, (laughs) oh man, Uh, good lord, I had something, and then the burp, the burp erased my brain because it was (laughs) a a, a shock that it happened during a podcast. Um, Something about drinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, physical, but but just, I really want John on because, you know, when John was on, he was talking more about the like how he's changed into a recovery state of mind and kind of stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes it's just fun to tell the stories about what you were like when you weren't aware. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. I hear his stories. So, a quick blip like, John's drinking days, those are the days that I was off doing other things and we didn't know each other. And so I came back in, or we entered each other's lives again after he was a year and a half sober. So he tells me stories of his pre-sober days and I'm like, oh dear God, thank God I was in like a different relationship during that time because I totally would have been into that, you know, let him and I wreck our lives together. But luckily we met when we were both kind of over that and trying to find a better way. And I'm grateful. I don't have like such a physical, 
I feel like I have a physical allergy these days, the opposite, where if I try and drink and be cool, I just get sick after one or half a drink. I'll be barfing oh, in the dang. corner. I know. It's like I have like a rejection to alcohol now, which that's another thing I would want to touch on um, if we did an episode on that because um, I think that's an energy thing. And alcohol is so weird and it affects people so oh, interestingly. 100%. You know, I, I'll be man enough to admit uh, I got myself in so much trouble. I technically can't legally drink alcohol, which yeah. I don't. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I think that's it, usually what starts the ball rolling on. Do I have a problem here? Because it's like well, when the law well, says you can't do it, like that's kind of like that's obviously what kind of got John pre- on that train. Precisely. And, 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 you know, you know, there are plenty of times and life will show you where that doesn't work, you know. It's like what my therapist says, change only comes when you really want it, obviously. You know, that's just an age-old saying, but it's true. If you don't want it, even a person forced into recovery can talk themselves out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like, but it's like, for me, it was such an embarrassing thing. Not embarrassing, like, because obviously I'm telling the whole world this right now, so I'm not really embarrassed about it. Embarrassed in the sense to where I was embarrassed of myself, and not like yeah. in a bad way. Just, just embarrassed of like, come on, Jay, man. Yeah, because because you, you, know? you get to a certain you age and you're like, wait, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. It, it, it's like you're not in college. This isn't a Halloween party at Damon and Michelle's house with all your friends, and like, you know, Calling what? Court oh days. boy, man, I woke up and like I missed my job at GameStop. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, oh god, <laughs> I woke up. I'm in jail. I've got kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what just happened? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things but, where I, I, you know, you look back and you're like, if you just would have, because I, I go back to that night, the part that I can remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the part that I can remember is I remembered the moment, the moment when I was like, ooh, I'm feeling pretty tipsy. I'm feeling pretty good. The moment and when it take went, it to the limit was playing in your head. <laughs> just one more exactly. time. One thing I'm I'm starting to notice is becoming a lot more prevalent. Sorry for another railroad sidetrack, but in my town, it seems like you know a, a part of me digs it if the music that drives by me is diggable. But people lately have been driving on their bicycles with like a 1980s like four subwoofer boombox on their freaking bike playing music so loud that you can hear it from like four city blocks. And I don't know if the surfboard. Mexican ocean spray guy with the feathers on his hat head <laughs> singing along yes. with freaking Fleetwood Mac started this whole thing. Yes. You're not as cool as that guy. So stop it. That guy is one of the coolest human beings on earth. He <laughs> reminds me of a company I used to work with and there he is singing Fleetwood Mac oh and other creatures. But um, well, all, we're, all I'm trying to get with that is Ocean Spray, if you're listening, we too <laughs> could use um, some of that sponsorship and maybe a truck as well. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, that guy was all about the feel goods, the yes. feel good vibes. And you know what? But, we don't know what else was in that Ocean Spray bottle. That guy was probably on his way to an AA meeting. <laughs> just kidding. Seriously. Seriously. No, I was just trying to somehow get us back onto that. He was on his way to kill somebody. Um, <laughs> we, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I just, you know, I, I, as I'm recording this conversation, people are looking at me like I'm too much. I don't, I don't really know how I well, feel about that. I don't know how I'm to. Kidding. This is actually an intervention with me and your entire town. What? <laughs> you are too um, much for Bishop California, sir. Too much, too much. But uh, you know, 
yeah, it's a it's it, it's a weird feeling, and I think we're just you know I think we're talking about so much because it, it's all just a slow slow process of coming to terms with yourself. Correct. And you know, and I used to I I'd always compare myself to other people, uh, not even just celebrities and stuff, but just everybody. You know, if mm-hmm. I saw a quality within some human being that I was like, man, I'd love it if I embodied that. I would like start to obsess over it, but then I just started to like slow it down and be like, dude, make the things that are you work for you. Right. Like, and like, and like, that guy. yeah. And, and, it's okay. <laughs> and I think that's important too. Cause I've been trying to do that to see the things in people. Yeah. That I admire and I want more yeah. of myself. And then that just helps you to appreciate other people more. Cause even, yep. The, okay. Quick example. We've lived in this, place we live for like four years a little over four years this old man across the street has lived there probably for nine thousand years i imagine that's how old he is um but like he he refuses to make eye contact he's never said hi when i say hi to him um so i've just grown to kind of be like about him you know which is sad i I don't want to feel that way but like uh, he's just kind of cranky and to me it's rude um but you know that's that's just a judgment but um the other day i like saw him talking to another human which i never see and i saw like a facial expression on him that looked different just something different than i hate the world (laughs) and i got like a little glimpse of like he's just a human and for whatever reason he doesn't like to you know talk to other people or maybe just me maybe he doesn't like you know just our family i don't know but I saw another side of him <laughs> and it made me feel like, um, you know, just more connected to him. So I don't know. Nice. It's just another part of me. <laughs> Good MJ insert. You know, I always try and find a way to, to insert. I, I, I that, that's a, that's, a, you know, talk about someone that was too much. Oof. Right. The old MJ. Oh my gosh. The- he he was too much, you know. I I I've been begging my sister to do a uh, an, an episode. We'll do an MJ. We'll do an MJ up, you know. I'm not. I don't want to sound like I, I'm I'm like his freaking lawyer trying to defend, and he's dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, am I really helping him out that much? But it's just like. Well, you know, I think the, we'll just do an episode on like our favorite will. pop, like pop we will. stuff, and then it we'll is, just it obviously be a always, part of it. It is always goes back to 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 the one and only absolutely hilariously fantastic dave Chappelle, and he he just there's the one thing and it's so gross to even say but it makes me laugh so hard he was like he was like michael jackson could have had like you know obviously anybody and stuff but the one guy that always defends him macaulay culkin who said he never once did anything weird with them if i was going to molest one boy in the world it'd be be, it would be macaulay culkin like (laughs) that's like the holy grail like if you're gonna you know if you're the home alone kid if you're gonna nab a boy, wouldn't it be McCall Cooking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, boy. Uh, I know it's so. It's just so. I mean, I have. Hey, I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm defending a, a, a potential child molester. You're not defending. <laughs> you're yeah. Well, potential. That's the thing. It's potential you know? to anyone who is not right in that direct circle. That's my opinion. Like, yes, I can't gauge if someone's. A child molester unless i have like evidence blasted right in front of my eyes but like sure it's a possibility i'll say that it's a, okay absolutely and, and i'm one of those people if someone makes an accusation mm-hmm. look into it every time every time look into it and look into it hard and thoroughly but there was a movie 
And I feel like this has to do with too much, too. It was a beautiful movie. It stars Mads Mikkelsen, if anyone knows who this beautiful Danish man is, um, or Dutch. He's probably none of those, and I just completely ruined his, his identity. And now but, we can uh, add him to the lawsuit list? Okay. <laughs> to, to the list of hate. We're going to have a huge list of people that are like, you motherfucking morons. <laughs> uh, but he made a movie called The Hunt, and it was a, it was a phenomenal movie. He plays a teacher in a small town and this this young girl in his class he's an elementary school student like just randomly and i i forgot what made her want to do it i don't know if it was for attention or she read an article but she made the accusation that he sexually assaulted and molested her and so the whole town instantly before before evidence before proof turns on him so hard and it is this riveting movie about the power of an accusation mm-hmm. and how it can truly ruin someone's life. Now, honestly, you have to look into any and all accusations, but at the same time, and, until it's like it's like in court. I think that Guilty like I think we underestimate. I, don't, I, don't, I almost said guilty until proven innocent. That'd be terrible. No, innocent <laughs> until that was our philosophy. We'd all just be fucked. Hey, I, guilty I until like, proven innocent. I like to hope, and well, I just think as a as a system like we underestimate our ability to like have intuition about people too because like sure absolutely um, you know you You can can have intuition you can feel like the realness but have you ever have you ever had have you ever had intuition go go south on you no i don't think so i think that's your head that causes your decisions to make you go south i think our intuition is always guiding us appropriately yeah Fair enough. Fair enough. And then when our I, little minds come in and they're like, but questioning that intuition, I think that's when we can choose a alternative route. Do you, do you have a specific story about too much? Because I do. All right, you go and I'm going to be listening slash thinking slash right. mothering. Here's a story. Here's a story for, you know, and this to me isn't isn't asking am I too much in this story? No, this is this is the hands down this was too much story. So <laughs> I'm living I'm living in Hollywood, California, and and just for, for, for everyone out there, this was probably five years ago. I'm going to say uh, yeah, around five years ago. And I'm living in Hollywood, and I'm looking for a job. And my buddy works at this uh, this place called Jersey Mike's. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. I've, I've had a lot of crazy random, you know, minimum wage jobs because I'm always trying to find what I'm going to do that's going to make me famous. So I've never really cared too much about the job. But anyways, so I go in, I apply. At the time, I had like Wolverine saber tooth, like facial hair. And they're telling me like, well, you're going to have to shave it all. And I'm like, that's fine. And instantly we had kind of, I kind of had a good rapport with the manager. Well, my buddy Jordan's like, hey, man, we're going to have a uh, uh, it's the holiday party. Why don't you come? You know, uh, you can mingle with, with the people that you'll probably be working with and get to know the owners a little bit better. And so I'm thinking like, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Way to like, you know, uh, uh, hobnob and freaking get, you know, just make a good impression. So I decide what's a way to make a good impression. I know what I'll do. I'll go buy my own individual bottle of whiskey and I'll bring it to the, uh, <laughs> to the holiday party you know, I think I had intentions to share. I think that's where I started off being like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it and well, I'll share some. So I show up. Whiskey said, is risky. Let's just. So yeah, and it wasn't just whiskey. It was that fireball whiskey. So it's strong with sugar. No, 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 Long no, no, no. entire bottle. 
to myself. No, no, I no, 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 no. With like two people and they took a swig here and there, but I, uh, a swig, I know Mary, that's a good, Mary hates that <laughs> word. I think. Um, but yeah, so, so needless to say that night ends up and it's all being told to me because it was one of my three blackouts in my life. I guess at one point I'm trying because they held their holiday party in a, a UFC gym. So all the floors were like pads and mats and I was jumping on them like I was doing wrestling moves, swimming on the ground. <laughs> then I guess during the raffle, I kept saying like, what, that guy won? And I didn't know any of these people. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I guess finally Jordan was like, all right, you know what? We got to get Jared out of here. Uh, the party was kind of coming to an end and he didn't want to, he was trying to protect me, I guess. So he kind of picks me up and around his shoulders and we walk out and uh, then he has to get another buddy help. Well, at some point I jumped onto his back like a koala bear and he goes, no, Jared, get off. And I took that as, okay, super literal, jumped off his back and went face first into a concrete telephone pole, okay. split my eyeball open. Oh, God. Okay. I, I guess lost consciousness on the ground for a little bit. So then him and our buddy Joe picks me up, puts me inside of his car where I fill up his entire passenger seat with vomit. I get dropped off where I'm staying. Okay. The minute I, the minute I, I enter the door, I, I go straight to the kitchen and pull down my pants to go pee in the kitchen, which Mary can attest. Apparently, that's a habit of mine because I did that at her apartment, too, <laughs> while I was smussed up. So they're like, no, 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 no. And they stop me, and I just go <laughs> and fall straight forward face first into the, into the wood floor and then crack my head open again. And... I don't remember any of this. I wake up the next morning and it, I wake up and my, one of my eyes is completely crusted shut. But the idiot that I am, because I didn't remember the night before, I keep like rubbing it and agitating it because I think it's like that crust, that sleep crust that can like, even though I haven't had my eye crust over ever, I don't think in my entire life, I'm not fucking written with a freaking pink eye infection. But that's just what my brain went to. I was like, well, there has to be a reasonable explanation for my eyeball being swollen. Shut. And, uh, then I'm like rubbing it, rubbing it and realizing it's not opening. And so I go to the mirror and that's when like that flood of emotions come in where you're like, oh no, what happened? What did I do? Who did I, yeah. oh my God. And then you check your phone to see if you have a million text messages or phone calls or people being, so I wake up and I just see my dad slowly shaking his head mm. and he had, and he had just gotten with this guy, Tiago who, you know, keep in mind, my dad is not homosexual anymore. I, I really need to point that out. But at the time he was, and <laughs> this guy, this guy just wakes up and instantly, he wanted me to call him dad and all this kind of crazy shit. No, but he was, no, no. Son, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, have you move in with us so that you can bring this kind of shit I don't like. And he flipped out on me. And I think because I was, you know, a 30 year old freaking retard. Uh, I was just like, I don't need to hear this dad. And I ran out of the house crying and <laughs> no, none of that shit happened, but you know, it was just like, ah. so that was a too much story. That was a definite, mm. definite too much story. I don't have too many when I've been sober, but Oh boy, man. Oh boy. Yeah. Too much. I got the job on the way, everybody. Um, that's the end of that story. I got the job. <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe I still wasn't too much. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to give me the job. Well, that's the thing. Where is this barometer? Where is this barometer of what equals too much? Because 
That's what I want to know. Who is the lawmaker of like, uh, actually, that was borderline, but it did cross over into too much. So I'm going to need you to never do that again. Like, I get it. Yeah, that that was extreme. But was it too much or was it just what you needed, you know, to finally get you get you to the point of like recognizing, oh, alcohol and I just don't jive. You know what? Uh, I would like to say, but no, that was the, and the reason that's too much is because my last and final blackout story happened post that. So yeah. <laughs> I obviously wasn't at a, cause it would end and it was at another holiday party. You got to stop going to them so, holiday parties. Um, well, I will never go to another fucking holiday party or an open bar wedding for the rest of Cause a, I'm going to ruin someone's wedding. I know it. I know that day will come. If I don't catch it, yeah. it's going to be like, you know, the bride and groom doing their dance. And then I mm-hmm. jump in to do the splits, rip my pants <laughs> and tear my sack open, get blood all over the floor. And then it's just going to be, it's going to be miserable <laughs> for everybody. Well, I do have a too much story and I, Let's hear it. I, you know, even though I don't really believe in this idea of too much, um i'll use this one because in my history of course all of our histories probably the stories we dislike bringing up the most are ones that involve us hurting other people right especially like our old relationships and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like what 19 to 25 year old isn't fucking up some relationship like at some point in that window of time, like maybe even younger, like, like, okay, let's say Very... 15, 16 to 25, that 10 year chunk of time. None of us know what we're doing. We're just not really, you know, nope. hormones are raging. We're, we have, you probably don't have good examples of like how to be in a relationship. So anyways, uh, I'm not excusing myself. <laughs> this is just a story that, um, for me, gets filed under too much just because of that, because it ended up hurting somebody. And so this is when I was dating Marcus. Um, mm-hmm. Marcus was like my first boyfriend that really made me feel special. It made me feel love and like it was just a really it was very romantic and special to me and will always hold a special place in my heart. But boy, when we broke up freshly. I was so hurt, even though it was a mutual breakup, I was just still so hurt by it that um, I got really drunk at a wedding and made out with his cousin, like, very freshly after we had broken up. And I feel like that just burned the bridge with Marcus forever. And, you know, we've never, he's never responded to any attempts. I mean, it's been years and years and years, but when I was younger, just attempts to reach out and say, I'm sorry. Um, And I get it, you know, he's got his own life going on, but like, yeah, that would be a too much just, you know, getting so drunk and just not letting anything be able to even enter your consciousness of this is wrong on so many levels. And so, (laughs) oh man. That's why I don't like alcohol. I feel like alcohol just makes you a little inhuman. Yes, it does. And like, there was this guy that that, that said it's so good when people will try and, and like, because uh, I've heard people try and say like, oh man, but whatever you say on alcohol, dude, there's, 
it's all true because it's truth serum. Go fuck yourself. Alcohol is truth serum. That's the most ridiculous. I have said shit where in any kind of sober recollection of, of like who I am, my thought process and everything, it is so far out of line from how I feel and believe and, and all of that to where it can't be truth serum. All it does is it removes your filter and it removes like your inhibitions, but yeah, it doesn't so mean it it's lets, sure, sure, it can let out something oh it can but it it can can also let out people's just pure insanity like yes pure insanity or just emotions that they don't even fully understand i mean i have said some shit while drunk and i've had stuff said to me while drunk and then once we're sober it's like that was fucking hilarious dude because i don't feel that way in any i don't know what happened like you know there's just a whole bunch of stuff like that so like i don't know yeah, it definitely I, 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 distorts things in a way that I don't find pleasant yeah. anymore in my life. Like, I don't want to yes. escape my life. I like life here. And I guess for some people, alcohol, Damn. they like life there. And I, I'll smoke a joint and I love life there. Yeah. But uh, that's a different story. I'll also eat a mushroom and I'll I'll enjoy life sure. over there for a second. But like... I don't know the alky. Nah, it just doesn't. Nope. It doesn't work for for me it, for some reason. And I think, and I think like if you just use anything for escapism, it's just it's just not it's just not good because you never escape stuff long enough. And... and see, I think you're right because for me, like marijuana, mushrooms, drugs like that, um, they, it's not an escape in my mind. It, no. It's more nope. of reality the time to it's... me. It's like it, yes. it kind of gets me out of my sleep yep. state of forgetting like i don't and know and i know this i know this will trigger christian i mean and like i don't want to say like, oh this will trigger christians as if i'm trying to say because i do identify as a christian i just i'm a little bit the i'm church. a little bit just outside say it, the, the church then i'm outside the church i'm all about the book i'm outside the church and that's that's more about how my stuff goes and i have tons of people in my family that will say that that's borderline sacrilegious or like you know you might no, as well not even church. believe <laughs> yes and that's the church speaking you know they want your tithings they want your all that stuff and i think you should tithe also not to it but you know what i'm saying you, you know what i'm saying how you and john don't you donate like 10 percent of your freaking earnings to like whatever you deem charitable or whatever yeah i mean yep yep that's not good, to the church, but thing. yes. You know, because a number one, you don't know exactly where that money is going to, and if you find something but, that you, you know, we to be... used to go to a center for spiritual living, and we loved donating. So, like, just give your money to what you exactly. That's all I'm trying to say. You give your money to whatever. Exactly. You know, you want to go donate it to the sex trafficking ring? You go. I'm just kidding. No, obviously, obviously, there's limitations to what you deem to be uh, helpful. But well, I'm sorry. But but I'm anyways, continue. Yeah. But all I'm trying to say is that uh, is sometimes, like my sister just said, I will, you know, drop a little mushrooms. I mean, I haven't done that in such a freaking long time, probably five, six years, 10, actually, if I'm going to be realistic. But like sometimes, sometimes and like Joe Rogan and and a few people agree with this consensus. It's like it's a it's a small little it's hard to explain. It's like. I'm not saying when you do those things, you are actually having a communication with God, but I feel like it unlocks just that, that the filter on your brain that views things through the life, you know, life's filter. And like, I imagine it takes us back to like, um, just when you're a baby, like life is just life. You don't have all these opinions yet. Yeah. You see things in its truest form, you know, it's, 
in like everything that's happened to you and everything that's made you who you are doesn't obscure what you're saying. So anyway, so sometimes when I've done stuff like that, I feel like I have such a deep connection, you know, and what's harmful is when I've done those things, I'm not journaling or, or, or having any recollection. So I wish I would have, cause I've had moments, man, I'm an arachnophobe and all that stuff. And I've eaten mushrooms in the forest and my buddy looks over at me and I have this Gandalf stick. Lord knows where I found it. Mm-hmm. But it had this web on it that had like a sack and spiders writhing all over it. But I'm looking at this thing like, wow, man, yeah. this <laughs> dude, like life, the circle of life and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just well, feel like I will also you- say, yeah, one time I did mushrooms and I was holding a flower in my hand and I mean, I was even blown away. Like, just what is happening? The flower was just breathing. It was moving and breathing, like taking breaths. And all the petals were expanding and closing and moving. And, like, it was just like, oh, all right. I get it. Mary, that was a mushroom. That's when we found that board game. I think it was called Jumangi or something like that. And... That, mm. Are you referencing that giant flower that? Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. Have you watched the original Jumanji in a while? Yes, I love that movie. It's so fucking good. I mean, I love the remake of Jumanji. So do I. Which I was so. <laughs> its own I was so happy. Afraid or? Yeah, I was afraid it wasn't have... going to be good. Exactly, and then it turned out like, okay, this is completely different. Yeah. But man, did you guys make something special here? Now I still didn't see the second one. Did I I'm just nervous. One? I'm not sure, but you know the, what? In my opinion, if Jack, uh, if Jack what's Black's his name? in it, Sunny in Philadelphia, um, Danny DeVito. Uh, wait, in Jumanji? In in the second Jumanji, it's wait. it's Danny DeVito and and uh, Donald Glover. Okay, stop. I, I didn't know that. I'm thinking the same cast from the first one. Well, it is, but with the so addition of those. Yeah, oh, Jack Black's in it. Then and how can and, it and, go wrong in my mind? I know, I know, because I'm just afraid, Mary. I'm afraid. I know, but we got to give it a we got to give it a go. Um, I think we do. So let's wrap things up. I'm pretty sure Warren is dropping a deuce in his diaper as we're speaking. Oh God, um, Bella is finally. I, I mean, we, I've been trying to, to do the potty thing so hard. You know, sometimes patience is a virtue and I'm really trying to work on it because she's doing what they're saying is the telltale sign that like it's that next step to me. She's had a potty in the house for almost a year now, but it's just getting her to do it. But she's doing the thing where when she does have to go, she'll find like a secluded area of the house, living room, stair, staircase, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And she'll just it's like she's deep in contemplation, just dropping her deuce in her pants yep. over in the corner. Yep. So. I got to get that girl on the old potty. <laughs> so maybe in the toilet talk and saying, feed me cocky is not helping her want to sit down on it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> there, whatever our kids do with their poop lives, it's never too much. They, you know, let right? them poop every body poops. Everybody poops. So before I get into turd land, I uh, just want to say, <laughs> Um, oh, Warren's turd. I thought you were telling everyone that you're about to go drop a deuce. I'm like, Mary, maybe that's too much. Well, yeah, then I can add that to my list. No, of it's not. I was too no, much. it's not because, once again, everybody, everybody poops. poops. Why do even my sister. Be ashamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. I already exactly. Today, though, so we're good. We're set. Um, but, I've been pooping rabbit balls lately. I don't think that's healthy. That's called constipation. Um, Hell it. 
pellets. Yeah. Ow. Sometimes those hurt too. All right. Help me out, listeners. Help me out. Let's get this episode too, too far. Let's get this episode too, too far. Oh, can we make the episode go too far and lose all of our listeners and never right? stand a chance in this biz? We'll pull the Joe Rogan five hours and 11 minute podcast episode. About poop. He literally has episodes that long. I love the man to death, but I've never been able to get through one. Because, I mean, I'll use it for sleep. But then I'm like, dude, I slept through three hours. Yeah, like, stop talking. Like, go to bed. You know, you know? Maybe, maybe if I was on a freaking car ride. Well, it's when they're getting all slickered up and, 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 and chiefing up on oh, the old, God. you know. Yeah. It's just well, like, all right. Anyways. Okay, you know what? I <laughs> you're almost <laughs> going too far. No, none of us are too far. None of us are nope. too much. I mean. No. I am just really trying to see people in a different light. So if someone crosses my path and I'm like, ugh, fuck this person, I'm stopping myself. I'm going, no, 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 no. You know what? They have a nice belt on. That That means something. And then, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. And I'm, I actually don't really do that. But I'm going <laughs> to try and start doing <laughs> Find something about people I can relate to and, you know, that makes me feel better than fuck that person because we're all in this together gd it and like no one's too much and no one's not enough and um i think we should just be supporting each other more amen all right well here's to here's to uh you know more poop stories guys like send them amen (laughs) amen all right well we'll check We'll check Play back in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even tell what song that was. Sorry, I was interrupting. That was that. Take me to church all day. I'll worship like a dog. And the 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 yeah, one of those songs uh, that you want to know the words. Your knives. There you go. You know, that guy. There you the go. That, that one hit wonder, wonder band. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. All thanks right. for listening. Um, tune in. We'll be back shortly. Tune in. Peace out. Oh, bye. Cheerio. (laughs) What? Do you have? Do you want to take it too far? No. All right. All right. Peace out. Cheerio. Huh? Wait. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Faust Lane. You can check out our website at lifeinthefaustlane.com. Or you can click that support button for just $0.99, $4.99, or $9.99 a month.